Hi. Hello. Hello. How you doing? So good. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals and best friends. And we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Oh, that's me. This is the second week in a row. Or as we like to say, <laughs> it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes, midwife at a busy birth center and home birth practice. I'm Meredith Rao, also a midwife with the same home birth practice. And I'm Jess McKee. I'm a doula for clients in and out of the hospital and also a birth assistant with you two at our out-of-hospital practice. We barely muddled through that one, friends. Sorry, I wasn't for even real. looking at anything. I was actually looking at this picture of me and Chuck on the beach and I was like, oh. Remember that time I was in Florida? Once there was a time. <laughs> well, not now. Hey, I think that there, this for once, we're not, none of us are going to say that we're struggle busting real hard today. No. no. We're actually day. all in a really good mood. We had a great weekend. Oh, yesterday was amazing. Yeah. My whole weekend was amazing. So good. Mm, I had a productive weekend. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that one whole cabinet you guys <laughs> put the up. cabinet. But you're not struggle busting today. So. No. no. Oh, you got your actually, porch cleaned off. I did clean off our porch. That was, sorry, sorry, I did not tear it. It's mostly. I up. did not get my porch cleaned off, as you guys can tell right now. I don't right think now. your porch is ever going to get cleaned off because that requires participation from all members of your family. Yeah. That's I true. get it somewhat clean sometimes and then it turns into this again. This is actually mediocre clean for my for my porch yeah it's not so bad yeah i've seen worse um yeah so i had a super busy weekend i had some fun at the brewery i had fun at the grilled cheese and tomato soup festival which i missed for the third year in a row yeah i did not go despite to my best intentions i had a lot of fun at it um and then i meant to ask you who played at the brewery that you were dancing to oh cashmere i think i freaking oh, love that i know i'm oh, so I sad I that's why i was trying to get kim to come so hard because it was like wow that just it. sounded <laughs> awful <laughs> that is uh, not allowed in our friendship group that, that sounded bleh. was not literally on, throwing up in her that mouth was right not now. on purpose um, she tried to get me to join her <laughs> at the brewery <laughs> at the brewery because they were <laughs> playing all the songs we love to dance to like jesse's mm-hmm. girl and like journey and i was just i was having one of those you nights. know what i was doing i was watching the three amigos Oh, oh, that's, that's a good thing to do. Anyway, but I, was, I celebrate whenever you watch a movie because it happens so unoften. Uh-huh. My good friend from high school, Megan, that I don't hang out with very often, we ended up meeting up and deciding to go for a beer together. And so we were just having one of those nights where we were just like talking, 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 talking. And I was having so much fun. And I was just having one of those nights where I was dancing. And it was just just that's like every glorious. Night. <laughs> well, you know, some nights are better than others, though. You know, that's you're true. Just really feeling the energy. Um, so that was Saturday night. And then Sunday. Me and Kim, um, we went hiking. Yeah, Brian's here, so we went hiking. Brian, her brother. brother. And yeah, it was awesome. It was just such a good hike. It was so perfect, and it was so beautiful. Did you guys make it all the way to the top? Yeah. Nice. All the way to the top. This couple came down, and they're like professional hiking gear and i was like we're not in any need of assistance it just looks like we're about to die we're just lugging up bottles of wine and dixie cups yeah, no just big deal keep going. no I, we didn't drink at all i actually why do, do we have to say that we did not um have you guys have you guys ever seen that meme where it's like people are like they see people on hiking trails with their like hiking poles and their backpacks and their whatever else they use and then you're like my two-year-old hike to the top of this in Crocs with a Barbie doll on her hand. Yeah. I think you can chill out. This is a two-mile hike. <laughs> Calm your tits. We're close enough to DC that we get like the whole crew. Uh, 
There were several of those, but it was amazing. And it was then such a good hike. we made the most delicious dinner. Yum. Oh my God. It was so good. What did you guys really make? Good. I'm just living vicariously I made, through your experience. I made a rub for pork chops. And then after yeah, I rubbed so them, uncomfortable. I seared them. And then I made a honey Dijon sauce. Wow. Pork wow. Kind of salty sweet. Oh my God. It was freaking like delicious. You're up with your brother in town. I know. It was really delicious. It was really good. And then we had a bonfire. I actually, for once, skipped out on the bonfire because after she was dinner, asleep in her sweatshirt. Probably because I stayed up like way too long the other two nights in a row. And um, after we cooked dinner, I was just like, "I am so tired. I don't even want to walk out to the car right now." And so I skipped out on the bonfire, which is something I do not usually typically do. Well, Nikki came over, and I was like, "Ooh." I want a bonfire. And then I like had a couple glasses of wine. I was like, and Chuck went to bed and I was like, what? And then you left and I was and like, like, damn it. But I want a bonfire. You know what? People would have hung out if your damn hot tub was working. I know. Damn it. I keep calling and they haven't called me back. So I was like, okay, bonfire. Nikki's like, yeah, I'll stay for a bonfire. So we sat out there for an hour and a half, but I've never started a bonfire. So you got your brother to do it, right? Well, yeah. And you I was like, lighter fluid. I was like, Brian, Will you start a fire? He goes, ah. And I was like, it's literally your job. It's all you ever do. Go out there and start a fire. So I follow behind him and he builds this whole thing up. And then he looks at me and I was like, what? He goes, well, do you have a lighter? I'm like, will you use a lighter? <laughs> no. I would like you to bang some rocks together, please. Aren't you like the I guy want that hikes? experience? <laughs> Pull out your Flintstone. Surprised you didn't ask your six-year-old to come start it for you. Since they make so. a fire every time we hang out. It was stupid. I, us- I have started the fire the last we, couple yeah, times we hung have. out. Yeah. I w- had no energy to start a fire last night. I will say I have started fires, but... I wasn't going to do it. I love starting fires. Luckily, Chuck will always go out and chop firewood for us, though. So yeah, he left we, some on the bat. I love starting fires. And fun fact, I also know every In fire word. Rings. I also know every word to the song "We Didn't Start the Fire" by Billy Joel. Oh, oh, that's every a hard one. Night. That's a hard one. It is a hard one. Was, but I know is. all the words. You know a lot of words to a lot of songs. Whenever we're singing in your car, I'm like, how the hell? You know what else you did once that I just learned that wasn't cool? That's not cool. Oh, is when you got thrown <laughs> off a mini horse. <laughs> I still you, have that. We've already talked about this for a while, but I still have so many questions. That did happen to me. She just I, let mm-hmm. us know this. I don't know how we've been friends no. for 17 years and I didn't know you were bucked off a mini horse. Yeah. So my friends had a mini horse. And <laughs> so she and I just like to clarify, I assume when you're telling the story, this is like when you were like in preschool and they brought a oh. horse to school. Oh, no, no, no. I already had two kids. Um, <laughs> Thank God you weren't pregnant. And we took the kids to see said mini horse and the horse let the kids sit on her back. And then, <laughs> and then I this 28 year old got went on, to her get on her back and she did not like that <laughs> so much. And so she started jumping up and down and my feet were almost touching the ground, but not quite. And I, so I was holding on like a bull rider trying to like stay on for eight seconds. Just do eight seconds. So does, a, does a mini horse like lift its legs in the same way as like, a I don't know. I just know it was horse? very hard to hold on. And all my friends were laughing at me <laughs> and I didn't know what to do because I still didn't want to fall the like three feet to the ground. What if the mini horse had stomped on me? But eventually with its tiny little body, <laughs> it's like, ding, ding. Eventually, I <laughs> fell off the mini horse and rolled away, and I got made fun of for a really long time for it. And, and you record, still are getting made fun of We're still making fun of you for that. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole new friend group making fun did of you. Did you roll on purpose, like tuck and roll in fear, or did your body just roll probably on just its own? It. I don't know. <laughs> oh, speaking of tuck and roll, which I didn't do because I was driving, but we, were go- we stopped at Sheets. <laughs> what? Go on. 
tuck and roll. That's what I do when people look at behind me because there's a spider. Oh, yeah. I immediately oh, tuck and roll away. Oh. But I was driving. We had gone to Sheets because Caroline had never been to a Sheets because she's from oh, California. Man. And so we go to Sheets. It's amazing. And she's she back there chowing down. Uh, I got tater tots because <laughs> they're fucking delicious. They're crispy. Mm-hmm. They're, they're perfect. So, good. so we're driving. I'm driving. And I hear <laughs> like that, and which is weird because she also lives in the woods. So... But I guess it had fallen down from the ceiling of your vehicle of my vehicle that I was driving and landed on her hand that she was eating her sandwich with. So it just like startled her. Also, I would like to point out that Kim is literally showing the size of a spider, like the size of a pin. No, 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 no. no. It was actually a good size. one. I know this because Caroline tried to play it it off. But Evie was like, no, so I was like, oh, God. So I'm driving and I hear it. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Is there a spider? And she goes. No, 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 no. And Evie goes, yeah, it is. And it's huge. And she goes, thank you, Evie. I was trying to keep it calm. She and should have just like, like ate it to save you the drama. Well, she, she, I was like leaning forward like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, get rid of it. Put it outside. And she's like, okay, calm down. I got it. It's windows going down. The window's going down. And, and it jumped out of my hand. <laughs> it's out. And Evie goes, it is not out. It totally jumped off her hand. And now it's stuck behind you in the car. And I urged to the side of the road. And I slammed it into park. And I jump out. And there, it was like a stop sign. Because I made it to the stop sign. And I'm like jumping and flailing. And I'm running in circles. And the people like behind us are like, what the fuck? So Carolyn's trying to like duel you through this experience. Yes, it sounds like she did a really Evie's, good job. Evie's like the, Every the, the counter duel. The sister in the background that's like, you're not okay. You're going to die. You're going to die. What's the That looks like that hurts. Uh... I had so many things, but I felt they were all inappropriate. An and uneducated mother-in-law. <laughs> say them. <laughs> That's a good one. So I ran around the car and I made Brian drive home. And he was like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, I can't. I can't sit in that seat mm-hmm. knowing that there's a giant spider behind me. Did I tell the story about how Terrence made me drive his truck all the way down to our wedding because of the spider? You did. You did. Did you? <laughs> yep. But he was still in the car. No, he was in the car behind me so he could watch me crash when I freaked out. Because I was like, he, he was switched vehicles like, with yeah, me. He drive the truck. And he was like, and he was like, I'll drive behind you. Don't worry. I was like, what? So you can watch me crash and burn when I swerve from the spider. Like, what's the point? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway, I almost died again. And, yeah. and I lived. And, and yet you want to get one tattooed on your body. You're just going to be like, ah. Yeah. Ah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So there actually is a point to today's episode. Um, is there? Yeah. So today we are going to have a birth bitch fest. Last yeah. week we talked about things we like in birth. Um, we last week I spent a uh, too long at a birth. Um, and, you know, I was mm-hmm. like, Jesse we need say, some time to just process it. Like we <laughs> like we say in our thing, like it's not all glitter and rainbow. Sometimes yes. it's more shit than glitter. Giggles. So, giggles. What are we? I was like, that's not right. <laughs> that's not, <laughs> this is why you that's don't do that it. intro. <laughs> no. Apparently, neither do I. So, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to talk about things. And it's not things that, like, it's just things that's when it's happening. People. You're like, why? That's why, why is this human happening? element. I hate humans so much. <laughs> <sighs> Except for you guys. I like you guys. I like you guys. There's some hope in the world. Yeah. So, I wanted to have a little bit of a bitch fest about. Freaking padromal labor. Oh, 
yeah let's talk about I it i can't even like have a like when i started doing education around prodromal i can't even keep my face nice like i hate it so much that when people i feel like when i talk about it now people are like oh no yeah i'm gonna yeah, experience it's horrible the world i'm gonna, gonna look end. up and see what epi- we do we have a, no, a whole yeah, episode so we had a it. whole episode about like the technicalities of prodromal it was labor. the one we did the three it was P's the three p's but i just want to say from the human element i just want to complain about it not like yeah, actually teach anyone about it, it. Mm-hmm. and these are the reasons why I hate prodromal labor. I do feel like you keep getting doozies like this. Yeah. Number one, I hate it for the poor clients because prodromal labor. It's the most disheartening thing. It's so, so mentally hard and it really still hurts. And so then they get somewhere and it's like, well, that was just prodromal. It wasn't real. Like it's still real. That is real contractions. Your body is literally contracting. really hurt. It's just that your cervix isn't opening up for whatever and you, reason. you like emotionally go through the whole rigmarole so your hormones are going. Yeah. Like it's so much. And so then, and and I experienced this on both sides. Like, so the poor mom is exhausted because the birth that I went to this week, this mom had two weeks of prodromal labor almost every single night. Like pretty intense. Like yes. that's a lot. And it would go on for several hours. So it was exhausting for her because it's like every night she's like, is this the night? Mm-hmm. And then you just like kind of stop trusting the process because yeah. it exactly. keeps tricking you. Yeah. And then it would do that to me too because it's like I'm on call usually and I can usually relax because I haven't gotten any heads up or whatever. But when you're getting a heads up every other day for two mm-hmm. weeks and it's usually like right as I'd sit down and like the brewery to have one beer mm-hmm. maybe like just want to let you know contractions are this many minutes apart lasting this listen long. i i just this is what our client that was bringing this up was talking about she was like i just never understood that every second of your lives is controlled by your job mm-hmm. and it is because one little text can just suck the fun out of it yeah. and it's not that we don't want to be there it's not that we're not thankful for what At we all. do we it's love just, what but we it's do. just like but then you spend that evening in a state of limbo like are they going to call? Are they going to call, call again or are they not? Are they I just remember when we were like at Kim staying the night and I just heard it was like we had just laid down to go to bed and I hear your phone going ding, 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 yes. ding, 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 ding. And then you had like both your clients, the one with the padromal and then the one that actually went to labor texting you. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. That is so stressful. <laughs> and <laughs> to be clear, so it's not because you can't have another beer that has nothing to do with it. No, no, no. It's because you, should I go home? Do I need to go sleep for an hour before they call me in? Yeah. Are like, you going to sleep for two hours and then be more tired because right. you went to sleep? I really want to watch this band. It's, it's just, yeah. Yeah. And so for, so for me, it was for two weeks emotionally hard because it's like you, I, I find myself in like different levels of call. Like sometimes I'm on like really high alert call and other times it's more of like a low latent call where it's like, yeah, so if I get a heads up, you like, I'll be fine. But it was like, I felt like I was on a high level of call for like three weeks yeah. straight. Um, it's also like really hard with Jerome because like part of your role as a dual is helping them make the decision of like when it's time to go to where they're birthing. So it's exhausting to because it's not just like oh you know you have to go do something it's like you have to help make these judgments and that's exhausting exactly and this client happened to live pretty far away and so every time she texts me for almost two weeks i would be like all right drink a big glass of water lay on your left side let me know if they change and so for two weeks it was always just like okay then i wouldn't hear from her again and so then when it's like actually changing differently 
which the night I was at Kim's with you, I really thought I was going to go. Yeah. Um, and they were even too. saying like, it feels different this time. Contractions are like four minutes apart. They started out less. She's been having contractions all day. And that's what's so hard too, is like when they say that they feel like it's changed. Like yes. even if you think you understand that it's prodromal, there's like a shift sometimes that still makes it feel like it's different. It's like, ah-ha. yeah. And so frustrating. And so, yeah. So that night I was getting those texts at like 1230 one in the morning and then um i'm like literally he sent me a text that was like she wants to have a couple more contractions to see and then she'll decide if she wants you to come and so i'm just laying there just waiting for it because i'm like okay this is different i'm gonna have to go and then it's like i didn't hear from her again but it took me to like three in the morning to fall asleep and so anyway so for her that's exhausting for me it was exhausting freaking hyperdromal labor so it's like i i so she finally calls me and it really felt like things were changing. She, they were texting me throughout the day. They were saying, like, she's been having attractions all day. She says they feel really different. And so at some point, they're, like, texting me, text me. I did the whole thing, like, lay on your side, do this. They're saying they're still going. They're still going. And so I kind of wanted her to get checked by the midwife at the birth center. Before you drove yeah, an hour. Yeah. But the midwife of the birth center was kind of like, well, let me know. Isn't your doula coming to help you? And so I was like, okay. I have been tossed and under it's like the bus. <laughs> so hard because like as the midwife, like you know both sides of the story, right? Yeah. Like I know as your friend, like you've been like supporting this woman for weeks and like need to know what the F is going on so that you can like help make decisions. But from the midwife's perspective, she's also like, I don't trust that this is real because it's been going on forever. So it's Mm -hmm. like so hard. But she was at the birth center as well doing a birth. So she was really busy. Um, And so anyway, so I ended up, they, they said they kept going. So I ended up being like, all right, I'm coming. I'm driving there. So I drove there. It was like 1230 at night. And so I get there and she was having contractions all night, but then they did the thing where they spaced out and we actually, I was so tired. We all just kind of like slept on the couch and like spurts. And so then we woke up in the morning and she was having contractions all day and they were close enough together and intense enough that I was like, I don't feel like I could leave. Like she could. And it seemed like they were yeah. like progressing too. Yeah. Just like they, like normally if like they stay like a certain, like far apart for a certain amount of yeah. time or like don't change in intensity. Like it's a yeah. sign that it's not real necessarily, so it, but it seemed like it was like progressing normally. Yeah. So it was enough to like fool me into thinking like I can't leave cause I'm probably going to leave and come back right away because she could turn the corner right any second this isn't her first baby and so all day i sat with her at her house having contractions every like three to four minutes sometimes they would get like to the point where i was like it's almost time to go um and so we did this all day long until finally like seven o'clock like, at- uh, no and then at seven uh, o'clock at night it's exhausting yeah. it's like emotionally exhausting yeah I can't even imagine yeah. what the moms are going through because as a oh support person God. it's emotionally exhausting to like build up to that birth high feeling and then have it crash and then like to yeah. go back up to that again and then uh, and I then at seven o'clock at night she had reached like a, a peak because you know that tends to happen too like at nighttime mm-hmm. and then she went to the bathroom and she's like I just had a big gush of water she got a positive like amnio test and I was like okay sometimes it really gets crazy after your water breaks and we had already planned to go to the birth center for her to get checked at that point okay and so I'm thinking this is happening this is it we get to the birth center and she was two centimeters, mm-hmm. which the last time she had been checked, not in labor, she had been told she was three centimeters. Oh, and soft. My this time she was told she was two centimeters and not a face and still posterior. 
Which I feel like we've talked about that before. Like, yeah, that's strange. Like, well, not that part. Like, that is really strange. But I just mean, like, with prodromal, it's either like that or like it's always like two centimeters when you think you're done. Yeah. It's like so extreme. Yeah. And so, just like hearing that news, her contractions kind of like spaced yes. out. Yeah. And settled. And so we're like, all right, we have to come up with a plan. This is obviously still prodromal labor. You've been doing this all day and all night. And so we're like, okay, this is the plan. We're going to, you're going to go home. You're going to take a Benadryl. You're going to get some sleep. Um, I was like, I'm going to go home. I'm going to get some sleep. We were all, we were up almost all night last night. And so I leave the birth center. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that's right. Yes, yep. I leave did. the birth center. I drive home. Her contractions don't stop. And so I get home and lay in bed and I get texts like, she's in so much more pain now. She's like saying it's going down her leg. She's saying this is happening. She's saying that's happening. The contractions are two minutes apart now. She just had a contraction that was four minutes long. And so I'm kind of like laying there like, okay. Like you just got in bed like like maybe an hour ago, right? Like not even. Not even. They Like I had driven an hour home and I had just laid down when I first started getting texted. That is texted. legit the worst. You're like, oh, thank God my bed. And then your phone it's goes like, off. It's and like, like your yeah. whole world just ends. It's yeah. like sleep. It's like sleep blue balls. <laughs> yes. It is a form of torture. <laughs> that happened to me once when I was at this like long, long birth. And I finally was like, I'm on my way home. It's seven o'clock. I can't wait. I'm just, and I'm telling Chuck, listen, I love you. And I'm so sorry. But as soon as I get there, I'm going to bed. I can't keep my eyes open. And as I got off the exit at Tom's Brook, my phone rang again. Yeah, and they were like, hey. And I was like, oh, oh my God, I'm going to die. I'm pretty sure you texted <laughs> us that night. But I made it. And it Which is when you're like, and why am I not a CNM? Why do I not have 12 hour shifts? Why am I not doing that? Yeah. And so so i didn't want to rush back right back in just in case it was the same thing so i'm like kind of lying there like get her in the bath try this try that and i'm still getting the text like it's still happening it's still happening and so this time i was like you know what i really feel like you need to be checked again Um, something's gotta change something has to change or else it's like we we need to know what's going on we need a new and so i convinced them to go into the birth center and get checked um and then when they got there again which this was only a few hours after i had left um she was actually four centimeters so after all the time she finally started making progress mm-hmm. and so they're like uh, that's still. also just like so abnormal yes. though right like even like knowing the outcome that you're gonna share like it's still abnormal like none of this yeah. is normal <laughs> and so they're like we really need you to come back because she was in like horrifically hard labor um, like more than you would expect from someone who's four centimeters. So and this I, isn't her first baby either, right? So no, you it's would her third. expect that from her third. So I turn around, I drive the hour back to the birth center and I get there and she's in such hard labor. Like she's having contractions like every like two. Yeah. She, it was like she was in transition for like 16 hours. Yeah. And so can you imagine if your mom had told them that it's 10 contractions? Oh my. And she was having like double and triple peaked contractions. So of course I'm over here sending the most helpful text. That's a posterior baby. Was not a posterior, That's a posterior baby. baby. It was not. That's a giant baby. <laughs> Definitely. Well, wait, not. actually, what did I say? The baby's either posterior 
or macrosomic. We've that been having a lot of big babies that take forever. And the midwife there, so like the happening. midwife there kept saying, "That's a solid baby," <laughs> yeah. which you wouldn't expect because her belly didn't look. She was like one of those women who doesn't gain like any weight. Her belly was so cute and like beautiful, and her baby. It was exact. She was one day before her due date. But that's some such of our a biggest normal, babies have been in like yeah, tiny that's bellies. A big baby labor pattern, though. Yes. And so, yeah, so she just... How do I even know that? How long have we been doing this? Because we've been doing this for way too long. So she just, like, worked and worked and worked and worked. So all night long we're up. She's just working. And I just felt so bad for her because she was like, you know, there's a normal amount of pain. And then there's when people you can tell they're in... Yeah, it's it's a struggle. Pain. And yeah. she's exhausted. And it's so exhausted. Had she started out mm-hmm. like that, she probably would have just went right been through fine. it. But yeah. she hadn't slept in a day and a half, two days. Yeah, and hadn't been sleeping good for the nights like before that because of her prodromal labor. Um, and so, yeah, so it was like the next day we finally check her and it was just kind of like she would do contractions and it'd Did be like... Did you just say the next day the next day yeah because that was nighttime the next day i was so she did this all night long again so you're yes. on like day three right all now night yeah all night and so um she starts talking about transferring and so we check her and she was seven and you know when people are seven and they it's not their that. first yeah but and you also know when it's not their first baby you can go from seven centimeters to having your baby in literally like five minutes no time at all so the first time she talks about transferring, she's seven centimeters. I like honestly really admire that you guys talked her out of it as many times as you did because I think Kim and I were like, go to the hospital. Well, Why are you still there? This is not normal. Because I really don't think she wanted to still. Yeah. Because we're like, it's your choice. You can transfer. This is a real possibility that this could happen. And so then she would go three more hours and we check her and she'd be like eight. And then she'd be like... It, I think twice she was eight or no, she was set. She was six and seven and eight after like big gaps. Did they say if the head was well applied or she still had a bulging bag, which was weird because her, Water she, was she definitely, yeah, but I guess it wasn't the four bag. It had been like some kind of weird hind leak or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but the baby was low, like zero station. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, so it was just taking for freaking ever and she was in so much pain and her contractions were so long like i was exhausted and over it and i wasn't the one in labor that's what i'm always like i don't know how you're still going i'm not even in pain and i can't keep my eyes open so finally the third time she gets checked and she's eight centimeters still she's like no i'm ready to transfer take me now she's and she was even to the point where she was like i don't even want to go in a car call an ambulance figure it out we're going to do this. And you just admire that she's gotten that far working as hard as she had. They're like, I will give you whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Because you've worked your ass off so hard. Hold on. I know someone that has a mini pony. Would you like to be transferred <laughs> on you, a mini horse? You might get bugged off. <laughs> that does not sound pleasant at all. So did you call EMS? <laughs> yeah. So we called EMS. And uh, this isn't part of a bitch session, but there was one lady that came with EMS well, there was two extremely hot firefighters that came. <laughs> and I was like, Corinne was there, who's the nurse. So the even first. for a labor transfer, they still send a fire Sometimes. truck? Yes. It depends on the so, group. Sometimes. And Corinne was there, who we love Corinne. She's the nurse at the Chantilly um, premiere. And the, the firefighters come in, and I was like, oh, my God, that's a hot firefighter. Well, there You're wasn't like, a I know fire. I haven't slept for three days, Ugh. but is that person as hot as I think I'm like they are? like smoothing my hair. There she's wasn't like, a fire, but there is now. She's like, <laughs> in my, in my pants. And she's like, that is a hot firefighter. 
Um, but anyway, but then there was one lady who was like came with EMS and she was so sweet. She was like dueling the hell out of her. Oh, that's refreshing. Just, yeah, just like, I remember this. You got this. You just breathe through that one. We're gonna take care of you. It's gonna be Aww, fine. That's adorable. So nice. Yeah. And so they were so all of them were so nice. So we transferred to the hospital and the thing happened that yeah. we thought was gonna happen yep. where she gets there. She's complete. Doesn't even have time to get an epidural. Baby pushes out, out her baby. Baby was ten pounds four ounces. Whoop, whoop boom. There's a big yeah. baby. Mm-hmm. But the whole and I think that she kind of was like t- like thinking and, and it was very intense at the hospital. It reminded me a lot of my first transfer, so I was like kind of reliving it because just like all these people surrounding her and telling her as she had to push and telling her she wasn't pushing hard enough. That's so it's like you, she has a ten four baby coming out. Like she can push this and she pushed this baby she out. And she pushed this baby out in like twenty minutes. I was wow. gonna say, and she was freaking exhausted. Yeah, she had already mentally prepared herself that she was done and wanted an epidural. She had been up for over two nights. Oh and then she God. has this doctor just being like, nah, you're, you're not, not doing enough. You're not doing good enough. If you can, if you don't get this baby out in the next push, I'm going to have to do something about it. What does that mean? And what yeah. kind of threat is that? Like a what vacuum. Like a vacuum. I don't know. It felt deflating to me. Yeah. I wasn't even the one on my back. Like, were you just pushing. like behind the doctor's head? Just like going like shaking your head. Like, mm. ignore, so I was just it. like, Mm-mm. I put my whole face like into her ear and I was just whispering because everybody <laughs> was just like, like my whole I was just like right next to her ear because there's all these nurses just like push 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 more push push you know everybody's just and like of course loud. like the baby's fine so it's like what's the fucking indication yeah. for for it panic? was ridiculous Ugh. um so I'm just like right in her ear like you're doing great your baby's fine focus you're on going my to do this I promise you're almost done I know this is overwhelming and so I was just like whispering it, which in her is ear. I've been there so many times. And how overwhelming is that to you? So like, overwhelming as the doula that's mm-hmm. trying to like maintain calm. And you've also like witnessed in a like, tornado what she's been through up to that point. Yes. Yes. So like you're having yes. to like yes carry all of that with right. her. And I and I've been in that position of being that mom and knowing how awful what she was feeling at that moment was. And you can't say anything. You no. want to so badly. Yeah. Yeah, and so I was like, I'm just going to say all the stuff to her in her ear that I wish someone was saying to me when I was in that yes. position. And you did. Um, and that so that is like one of the most like one of my go to tricks now that I've learned from you, especially is like get in their ear like that makes such a big difference. And just talk like they can yeah. hear you over it. And at yeah. some point in time, the the nurse after the birth, she was like they were introducing everybody. and She's like, so who's this? Is this your sister? And I was like, no, I'm the doula. And they're like, oh, you guys were just so in tune with each other. I thought you See? must be a family member it or something. Works. And I was like, well, we've been together for a long time the past couple of days. So sometimes <laughs> that happens. <laughs> we've been very close recently. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so I like she was kind of blaming herself, kind of like it wasn't what I wanted to happen. And I was feeling like I gave in and I was feeling and I was like, girl, you are such a freaking warrior. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, well, I was the amount of strength it took for you to push that huge ass baby out. That's not a while baby. everybody was yelling at That's you a toddler. while you were like already so far past done that you wanted to transfer eight hours ago. Like and pushing a baby out in 20 minutes. I was like, like reasonably could yes, take it like an hour. You are like a superhuman. Yeah. yeah. And you need to know that, that you are. Mm-hmm. And she was like, you're right. 
I do. I wanted to acknowledge, like, I feel like we embedded this birth story into a bitch fest episode. And I feel like normally we'd be like framing it as like, moms are so powerful and amazing. And I just want this mom to know that like, we are not saying like, you are a badass and that is amazing. And yeah. your story isn't so our bitch badass. fest, but it is in no way, shape or form bitching but about your birth you. experience. No, it's, it's not. Like, but it you was were so powerful. But I am, am bitching about the fact that you had to be sucks. put into a situation <laughs> where you were already so mentally done before your body even started making so imagine, changes. Imagine if she walked into the hospital mm-hmm. and they were like, oh my God, how hard this must be for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's let's do this together. Yeah. You, instead of, if you don't push harder, then I'm going to have to do something about it. Like, first off, fuck you, man. Like, we've gotten this far without you, dude. Like, back the fuck up. Right. Mm-hmm. And how many babies have you brought? Oh, none. That's right. Because you have testicles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then even Ooh, after the birth, the she... The episode's taken on yeah. a whole new layer. I'm so tired. No, I was ready to, I like... Can't. Like I was just talking about when we started using the word gooch, but I was like, I was ready to shoot everyone in the gooch that was there. And then even after the birth, well, I just watched a movie. I watched a movie while we were and laboring were with her gooches? where they where where they shot someone in the gooch with a paintball. <laughs> oh, my God. I think it was called Buddy Games. It had that guy Nick Swords in it. And I, I met like you would need pelvic PT for the rest of your life. Oh, he lost his testicles in the movie. <laughs> what the fuck were you guys watching buddy games <laughs> so anyway but even after the birth like she had done so good he gets the placenta out and then he goes to, like you know how they wipe her down he was so rough he was just oh. like <laughs> she but didn't she have, an have an epidural and so she's just like Ugh, Ugh. and i was like what That's the so disgusting to me like God. that is that is disgusting like, to me. Just be gentle. If I have yeah. to go, and you know, we always check a mom's bottom, even if it's an easy birth, and you know, there's no tearing. And we tell still... them exactly where we're touching. Right. Them. And I'm like, I am so sorry. The last thing you want. I really is me you apologize you. when you're touching someone's vagina. I do that now. Every time mm-hmm. I do it, I think of you. I'm like, but not oh, while how the tables have turned. I know. I know. It's true. But I'm like, I just I'm gonna touch as easy as I can. I'm not gonna like jam a soap scrub in there and be yeah, like I don't, no. know. I don't know why you're acting like this hurts no. it's like, so disgusting we do very thorough perennial exams after a birth like and we don't have to do any kind of stretching like, no. no Jesus like, God. calm the fuck down um, I just want to say that episode 46 is the one that's precipitous prolonged and prodromal labor yes um, I also had a prodromal labor last week yeah and it was it's so terrible because she lived an hour away yeah. Yeah. So she also her first birth was precipitous. So in her mind, she did not want to miss her window of time. Yeah. So when they started texting me, um, this is this is the short version. It was like, okay, this is what's happening, and I said, I'm almost certain this is prodromal labor, but just in case, like, of course, come in. And she was closed completely. Like there was Ugh. nothing happening. But her poor family was there. Like everyone, oh, no. everyone came. Oh wait, I remember this. Yeah, and I was so like, hard mentally to come back from that. Yeah, so I was like, I'm so sorry. Prodromal is the devil, and I don't know what causes. Nobody knows what causes yeah. this. So she went home, and then um, actually came back in a couple days later and had a beautiful birth. Also, giant baby of nine fourteen. Yeah, but wow. it was awesome. 
Yeah. And again, like I said, as part of the bitch fest, what Meredith was saying, it makes you stop trusting the process because then you're like doubting what your body's doing because you're like, I think this feels different, but does it feel mm-hmm. different? I don't know if it feels right. different. And then like, when it is real, you like are, can't take it seriously and you're like doubting yourself the whole time. Oh, and that's then that's awful. that's more because then you're like, well, what if I'm doing all this work and it's not doing anything? Mm-hmm. It's just it's just padrona labor just sucks it does suck i don't even like it's terrible to have to talk about it because you have to like educate people and prepare them and like have a game plan but also like how do you not sound completely helpless it's terrible yeah see for mine it was easy because the first time she came in she was giggling and smiling which we have plenty of clients who do that at eight centimeters Mm -hmm. so i don't automatically assume but when she came in the second time i was like well don't we look unhappy yeah. and she goes i am unhappy and, and like, i was like yeah. okay <laughs> i'm like not about vaginal exams in any way shape or form but sometimes man you just like gotta figure out what's going on gotta then get you're in just there. wearing your, your client out and it sucks mm-hmm. so it's time for us to go to our break but when we come back we're going to talk a little bit more about things that annoy us at births and also yeah just that we just finished half that episode already. Actually, more than mm-hmm. half. We're, we're more than halfway through. Oh, my God. Right, we'll just the really needed a bitch. <laughs> Cue the music. Oh, yeah. So our sponsor for today's episode is once again our Teespring shop. Do you love cute shirts with birthy sayings on them? Do you love our logo? Would you love to have a mug or a bag with our logo on it. Well, if you like any of those things, then our Teespring shop is the place for you. Um, We will put a link to it in our posts on social media, um, but it's the Wine About Birth Teespring. So check out our Teespring shop and um, enjoy the rest of the podcast. Cheers. Welcome back from that delightful break. Hey, Jess. Yeah. Did you just say meow? I did, but it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> I was on the phone with Brian trying to like plan whatever dinner and then oh, you started laughing so loud. It I was, was like, so, that's Meredith. It was so good. And I heard it as it was coming out of my mouth. And then you didn't even miss a beat though. You just kept I did on it, going. But I heard it and I was like, you literally just said meow instead of now. And then, you, and, and then, then I like almost didn't say anything. Cause I was like, no, no. <laughs> and then thank God I did. <laughs> Meow, it's time for us to get back to this episode. (laughs) Meow, welcome back from that delightful break. (laughs) Super Troopers. (laughs) I haven't seen that movie in forever. I love that that movie. Um, So Super Troopers is not something we have to bitch about. That's a delightful movie. It's one of the things that get us through. (laughs) One thing I like when Brian visits is that we do end up, because I'm not a TV person, but he's definitely a movie junkie. Which is so funny because he has access to tv like two weeks out of a year well they actually will like ship in vhs's oh, sometimes oh my gosh wow that's adorable yeah so he was talking about and he loves musicals like we do and caroline my understanding is that she does not oh but you said he's never seen rock of ages no but oh he will not be leaving my home without caroline seeing it. is literally gonna leave she's, she's gonna, gonna hate it I, I don't need, know if she likes 80s music i either. need to be there for that yeah we haven't watched rock of ages in so long we could do that tonight that's a good plan yeah why not i could do that yeah well we'll see let me just see if yeah they, if they she's want. already backing out no no no. i'm fine <laughs> with it i'm fine she's with it. walking away like making <laughs> new girl i just <laughs> caroline and brian don't have kids and they live by themselves in the middle of nowhere 
for six months of the year and not even together, like separately. So being for the in my, why this is so her brother happy. and his girlfriend. Yeah. So it's like being in my home in my vortex of chaos is a lot. So I don't ever want to assume that they'll want to hang out. They yeah. might want to retreat back to the retreat back. To I wish I had the, the option camper. to retreat, retreat to the camper when I was hanging out with you and yes. your family. I'm they want to retreat back to somewhere <laughs> where they don't hear. Is that shit on the wall or chocolate? <laughs> is it chocolate or shit? Oh, it's definitely shit. Lucy literally Probably just shits everywhere. Probably a combination of both. <laughs> everywhere. Do you know what? I've literally held to my I'm not cleaning up after your dog if you get one. And this morning, Chuck <laughs> did not sleep well last night. And then he finally he gets up and he gets his coffee and he sits down and he puts his little phone up and he clicks the little Netflix button. And I go, your dog shit in front of the bathroom again. And then I just kept walking. And he goes, <laughs> And he gets up and he gets a paper towel. He probably didn't sleep well last <laughs> night because he sensed that his dog was shitting and pissing all over the house all night long. No, she was between us, snuggled up like the sweet little angel that she is. Ugh. <laughs> Your look of disgust Be still is my heart. So you know what disgusted. else is horrible and disgusting that I want to bitch about? Yeah, do it. Fucking oh, hate people. Your animals. People. People. Yeah. The birth community is batshit crazy. Very true. I can yeah. say that because I'm a part of it. When we started this episode, I was like, I don't know what to bitch about. And then I realized I literally just was bitching about it in therapy last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've had people who haven't been part of the birth community for a long time, so don't haven't seen it, be like, it must be so nice to be part of such a large community of supportive people. And I'm like, where? Where do you see that? Uh, where do you see this large community? Yeah. I feel like the people who get it the most are nurses. Like mm, when I say to nurses, yeah. like imagine it's like an even smaller community of people that you currently <laughs> work with. They're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. We have to rely on each other because we have no other option. But I do feel like because for a long time, the three of us were trying to be like non-dramatic and just like keep our little bubble. And then we started but a I, podcast. <laughs> yeah. But, but I do feel like we've slowly been like pulling other people who don't like want to be dramatic into yeah. our bubble. And I we fucking like, hate drama Mm -hmm. and if i get pulled into it it's always like a shock like i'm like oh my god i'm in drama like i don't see it coming it just like it just falls on me and then i'm and then i'm in the middle of it and then i just panic when you finally lose it though it's the best and then i do lose it but um i i should say we do have some phenomenal birth workers so yeah phenomenal. when you find in our community cling desperately to them because like, i don't want someone to listen to that and be like oh far my between. god fuck you guys but no we're not i mean let's not. be honest anybody who's listening to this who is a birth worker is on the exact same and page. they know that yeah. the birth workers in our community they tend to like squabble and pick and like meh, meh, meh. it's definitely everywhere it's like everywhere that's happening yeah so yeah. i'm excited it's to get so out of it gross. yeah my plan is coming i'm not gonna say the full extent of my plan, but I started Imagine training. Imagine drum rolls in the background. I started training my midwife replacement last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be out of here in no time. Peace out, Cope Scouts. Hey, remember Goodbye. that time that we heard that another midwife in the community warned people about us and said that we like to party? Uh-huh. I do I remember do. that. Yeah. It brought me great joy. And I was like, we like to party. Yes, we like we it's like not to even party. the party and like all it's, i could think about is us dancing tonight like 80s music in your kitchen <laughs> I just yeah that's the extent of it like i said before i'll say it again i'm gonna write a book called happiness is not a disease it's not why people hate us for that yeah we've been called so many mean things pretty sure you got called a crazy bitch i was i was called a crazy bitch yeah and i i can be a bitch i will not yeah. lie but usually i have to be provoked 
like a dog. She's making really eye contact with me right now. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm fine. She was making that weird thing she does with her two fingers. It looks like she's giving a vaginal exam. <laughs> but aggressively, like, double. For the words. record, I got that from you because you, you point do, do when the, you talk. No, so but now she does, I do like, it. She does different, though. She does, like... It's Do different one. all the time. Your yeah. fingers are always apart, like you're feeling. Yeah, you guys have different fingers. That's because we're not the same pointing. person. I'm just copying you in my own way. <laughs> I never noticed that I do that. You though, go like this all you go, the time. <laughs> to end scene. No, and you do it, and you do it when you no, dance you do too. Do that when I you know dance. I do that, when and then you bite your lip. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> We're all slowly becoming. You mean each when other. we like to party? Yeah, <laughs> in your kitchen. Yeah, they I make know. it sound like we've got like rows of cocaine set up and men no. dancing yeah. around. I'm not with cool like, enough for that. There yeah, are men dancing not. around sometimes, but usually it's like Oz not, and yeah. Max and, and, and usually Brock. we're like, I can have one more beer and still be fine to drive to a birth. <laughs> Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. And usually that's after we've had zero beers. And so it's our first beer. It's our first, thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> or, Jesus, that's we, all we need. Or we had Someone. one beer two hours earlier and we're like, I can have one more. I just pictured like someone on SNL who hates us playing that one clip. <laughs> we can have one more beer. Urge. Um, give me the list, please. I'll take a list, please. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. And you want these people to be your midwives? I'm sorry, not sorry, <laughs> that I am an actually happy person. Yeah. yeah. We like to have fun. We mm. do. We don't like drama. We like to stay away from drama. I, A lot of people don't like to do that. Drama angers me. Yeah. So much. Someone asked me the That's other why- night. I was at the I was at the brewery the other night and someone who hasn't been in town for a while sat next to me and goes, So what's all the what's all the new gossip in Strasbourg? And I was like, like, Where do I even begin? No. And I was like uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't think there is any. That's why we have like a and constant so, text thread, so we can just like lay out yeah. what we're experiencing and then give a moment, so we don't have to like carry shit, so it doesn't build so, up. So no. I told him I didn't think there was any, and he goes, "Well, what about this?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I think that happened." He's like, God, you're terrible at this. And then somebody else comes in and just starts like talking, talking, talking drama. Yeah. He's like, he's like, this is what I wanted. I asked Jess and she said nothing was happening. See? I said, I'm sorry. I try to stay out you're of like, other people's I'm sorry. business. I talk I, about circumcision. I a just lot. don't care. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, my whole life was made the other day because I was hanging out with my old high school friend Megan, who I already said hi, Megan. She yeah. listens to the podcast. Hi, Megan. Hi, Megan. We love you. We share a last name. I remember years ago. Um, I went on a rant as I used to do about circumcision and I thought I had never gotten through to her because she had said some like really nasty things about foreskin. And then when I was <gasps> hanging out with her this Megan. weekend, she was like, do you realize when we hung out that time, you changed my entire <gasps> life. Yay. And now I agree with you completely. She's you know, for the skins, you know, what for she, the skins. you know what she said completely like blew her mind. She said it was when I did the touch test. Oh. So the touch test is when like you rub a finger down the palm of your hand because yeah. that's fine touch nerve endings and all the fine touch nerve endings are in the foreskin. And then you rub your finger down the back of your hand yeah. where deep touch nerve endings are and you feel the difference. Yeah. And she yes. was like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And then she finally came around to it and she started realizing she actually liked foreskin. And I was yeah. like, yeah, girl. See, when um, I had another baby last week and it was, I'll tell this birth story at another time because it was freaking awesome. But the dad, they were like, no, we're not circumcising. And so we started talking about the foreskin and they had no idea about it being adhered and all of this stuff. And then I was like, blah, blah, blah. He goes, well, then how much do they take off? I said, well, for example, 
you know where your penis changes color? And he went, <gasps> and I was like, oh my God, I haven't seen it. I'm just saying, I know that's the case. He goes, oh my God, I was How about to freak. How did she know? Like, because he was like looking around, like, did she come in while I was peeing? <laughs> and I'm like, no, that color changed line is the indicator of where your foreskin began. And they just mm-hmm. cut that shit off. And he goes, oh my God. God. Also thousands and I'm of like, nerve endings. You're exactly. Welcome. Exactly. He goes, my mind is fucking blown. That's another big thing that I could bitch about for hours yeah. is when birth workers come in and they're just like, and it happened to me at the birth this week, the The lady comes in and they just like act like it's happening no matter what. Yeah. And, and they're like, when can we go home? And she goes, well, they have to stay this many hours after the baby's circumcised. And they go, we're not circumcising our baby. And she looked she was disgusted. Like, what? Yeah. You're not circumcising your baby? Or that time Ugh. that Alice like had to like panicedly run down the hallway of the hospital to catch a mom in the shower to like ask permission for circumcision because they started doing the procedure without, <gasps> without asking. even asking. Oh, yeah. That I could bitch about that. God. All day. I could also day bitch about long. that yeah. all day. Um so I also wanted to bitch a little bit about um how mentally draining it is. For clients and also how it's handled, I feel like this thing happens once a client goes past 40 weeks. Yeah. And then when they get to 41 weeks, which this is still totally, totally normal. 41 and 3 is average, folks, for first time moms. So, but this whole thing gets put into motion where it's like people start freaking out like this is not okay what do i do when do i start stimming and i feel like even in the midwifery community it's been getting earlier and earlier and earlier i had a client my client who had a baby last week and um i feel like she stimmed for like weeks she stimmed for at least a week and was feeling so much pressure to have her baby and at some point she texted me because she had taken castor oil and everything and it hadn't worked and she texted me and she was like, should we wake up and do it again? And I was like, listen, if you've stemmed two days in a row and took castor oil, God, and it didn't work. Your body I was like, say, that's like your body telling you that it's not ready yet. Yeah, and I was like, you still have like five more days till you get to 42 weeks. Like, just yeah. take a couple days off. Yeah. Relax. Stop worrying. Like the worrying like, itself. the process. And sometimes I feel like even like ta- starting to talk about stimming when they're like 40 and a half weeks or even like right at 41, it instills this fear that something's not normal and it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Do you mean like at our prenatals, like even talking about what their options are or like talking about it in a way of like getting started? It's talking about it in a way of like getting started Because I feel like, I don't feel like we should really talk about stimming until it's like the appointment before they're actually going to have to start stimming. Yeah. And I feel like this has been happening more like the 40 week appointment as opposed to like the 41 week appointment. A lot of them ask us before we get to that point though. Yeah. I think it really depends on the person. Every birth is different. If they're carrying a giant baby, I'm all about getting them going sooner. There's some reasons where I would do it, but I have been surprised. Even some of our clients are like, well... The other midwife said, or one of the other midwives said that I could start at 39 weeks or whatever. And I'm Mm -mm. like, Ooh, I disagree with that, but you do whichever one you want. Like I just, but let me give you informed consent before you make that. And the other thing is we have moms that are doing it behind our back. Definitely. Like, 
you know, and then I find out, oh, you took castor oil yesterday and that's why we've been here for three, you know, well, two days or yeah. whatever. And I'm like, come I on. I like that's like a risk of having a larger practice is like that like relationship isn't oh. as like present. At this so point, like there everyone's just falling through my, falling to, through my yeah, cracks. Like There's so age. many people there. I can't keep, I can't keep up with them unless they're repeats. But, um, but shit, where was I going with that? Oh, sorry. Some midwives. They, they hire me. us because... It used to be they hired us because they did research and they want to trust their body. But as soon as they hit 40 weeks, that entire thing goes out the window. They start throwing fits and they want to have their baby. And by I get it. Weeks. Like you're done, right? Like I, I can get create it too. space for you being exhausted and like done with being pregnant. But then we need to like talk about it so we can move past it. Yeah. So then also like it's your body. You can do whatever you want. But if you wanted to be induced, then you might as well just go to the hospital and do it. I get less irritated by people doing it on their own than people being pressured. That they have to do it. it. Yes. I know there are some places that start stretching and sweeping at 39 weeks and mm. i'm like what in the hell you're yeah. helping nobody in that situation and that's just our opinion i know there's people out there that feel another way there's a midwife out there that i love and respect who does not agree with what we're saying and i get that you but totally write in if people have different opinions it'd be interesting to hear like your experiences and rationale that like have led to that practice style i just feel like i spend so much time telling my clients like ignore ignore early labor for as long as you possibly can and like just enjoy it and relax and watch funny movies and then i feel like even just the act of stimming makes it so that's impossible it's almost just you're like am i having contractions am i having contractions am i having contractions Mm -hmm. yet it's just like it puts you in a completely different mindset but there are times when it's necessary. There yeah, are it's definitely a super helpful tool to have. Definitely times when it's necessary. Mm-hmm. But I feel like even in the midwifery community, it's starting to be used too much. I agree. And part of that might be from having so many clients at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just want to talk a little bit about that birth that I went to. Um, because, yeah, that it was hard for her because this was not her first baby. And, um, she went to, she ended up having her baby at like 41 and five, I think Mm. it was her third baby. Mm. So she was coming into the practice to actually start stimming because she was getting to the point where she was like, you have one or two days before you have to transfer. Um, and so she spent the entire day stimming at the birth center, which at this point I was like, no, at this point you should throw everything you have at it. Cause if you don't have your baby in the next how many hours you're going to have to transfer for an induction. Um, and so she spent all day stimming and then eventually I get a call saying like, oh, and this was the night that I was spending the night with Meredith and it was like, that they kind of wanted me to come in. But it was like, it was weird because it was like, I hadn't heard from them in hours. Like I knew they were saying, but I hadn't heard from them oh, in hours. That's right. That's yeah. like making dinner. And then they were like, wanted me to come in. But then they were like, it was, it was one of those weird things where it was like, but they might be going home. And so they're like, don't come in yet. We might be going home to rest. And so we kind of went back and forth for like an hour. And then, um, it was very confusing. Yeah. And then finally they're like, no, it's time for you to come in. And so, and I think it was one of those things again that 
and why it's part of the bitch fest is that when you get to that far and you've been stimming, I feel like it does that thing again where you don't trust what's actually right mm-hmm. happening. And then sometimes there's a little bit of a lull. Yeah. And when you mm-hmm. stop stimming, your body takes a second and then kicks back in again. Yeah. You know? And it's like, am I having contractions just because I'm stimming and they're going to go away? Because that had also happened to them a couple times where it's like, is this the real deal? And so they finally call me in. So I like go in there and I get there and she is in like, boom hard labor and apparently she had been checked like before i got there and she was already nine she was like five when i was like well it's a good thing she didn't go home yeah i think she got checked twice while i was just even on my way because of what was happening and she was a five and then she went to like nine centimeters within like 20 minutes so when i got there she was a nine super hard labor and so like she had her baby less than an hour later and everything was beautiful Everything was amazing. And um, yeah, so I was so, so, so proud of her. And she was so amazing. But it was just like so hard. It was just so hard. The amount of like mental work it went through to even get to that point because she was post dates. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Am I the only one talking? Yes. Sorry, Kim stood up because it was getting really hot on the porch, but there was one angle she was standing at where she had a really good camel toe, so I was like trying to creep and take a picture while you were talking, but she kept changing the angle, so it had to be really weird about it. <laughs> I'm taking pictures of my labia. <laughs> it's so, weird. They're so fat. But yes, yeah, so sometimes, as you were saying, it is warranted, yeah. but it, yeah. is, it is becoming more and more of a thing where I'm like, even Nikki last night was like, I'm going to have so-and-so come in. How many weeks is she? 40. What? Don't make me take off this WWND t-shirt because no, I'll do the, it. This is the glorious thing about having one or two clients a month. Is I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just chilling. I'm just like, I'm ready. We all ready. I'll meet you. You have a baby. I have a baby. You have a baby. I have a baby. <laughs> and then we're done. Yeah. So, yeah. No, my bitch fest about that was not about her stimming. My bitch fest about that was the fact that it can be so hard to go post dates and then to trust what's happening mm-hmm. when you are stimming. Yeah. And yes. it can be hard because the, and then the birth workers with you don't know, like, is it really happening because you were stimming or is it actually happening? I, it's just weird trying to like figure those things out sometimes. It it's is. All, it's a mystery sometimes. Mm-hmm. And if we bu- had like the answers, said, we'd be millionaires. The busier you get, the more likely you are to intervene and do things because you get these moms piling up mm-hmm. yeah like, and oh. you and you start to feel panicked yeah and you're like someone has to, to yeah. go you and, can't all have your baby at one time and i will say that that started to happen to me last week mm-hmm. yeah, um, you were really like because really upset i had had this mom having prodromal labor and texting me yep. you know a lot and then I also had this mom who, because she's was having not her first baby, but her third, I was like, thought she was going to have her baby already. And so it's like that window of time when they had to have their babies was getting closer and closer and closer and closer. And I was like, and we always say like, oh, it'll work out, but it doesn't it always. Doesn't, one, it doesn't always. It and doesn't two, always. it doesn't make you feel better. No, it doesn't. <laughs> to like no. lie to yourself that So what way. are you saying? You don't know anything? We don't know anything. We know nothing. <laughs> and this time it did work out because they did not have their babies at the same time. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and as so it normally does but you yeah, can't assume you can't but i will say as birth workers we do start to feel that crunch that like ah, and then you don't want to miss somebody's birth and then you get stressed out about it and then you're trying not to make decisions for one person based upon what's happening in your life right it's it's really hard but that's why that's why careers of passion breed so much burnout and stress yeah. because we actually do care Mm-hmm. And we don't want you to have a bad experience. We want you to have your baby with us. We don't want you to have to transfer, but we also want you to do what you want. It's so hard. It's really hard to balance all those things and to stay like level headed and not get crazy and dramatic mm-hmm. while doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all have our moments. <laughs> oh, I have my moments. I definitely. I definitely have my moments. Have my, but we just have moments. Yeah, it's not our lives. Some people have lives. Yeah. <laughs> Some people just like. I live. only have moments because I have you guys to taper those moments. Some down. people live and breathe off of drama. They're just like it is their oxygen. It's true. It makes them so happy. And you know what? Great. Like yeah. we need people. Getting rid of social media helps so much. Of, I know. I know. Well, you know what kind of person actually that's not true. I started doing this fun thing where I get to know people and then I'm like, okay, I get what you're like like it could be a client yeah it could be a friend it could not well you know i have two of those so but whatever but and then i go look at their facebook page and i'm like just i just want to see i just want to see and i'm like wow facebook really is the land where you can be whatever you want to be <laughs> and some people are so good at portraying mm-hmm. this complete facade and i it just blows my mind Kind of like us, how we always look like happy when you're actually crazy and panicking all the yes, time. Yes, yeah. No, I'm just that. joking. You're happy too. <laughs> I'm happy. Maybe panicking makes me happy. That's could I, be you true. do thrive in the chaos. We <laughs> I, do say that. I a do lot. thrive in the chaos, but yeah. but I get angry for moments and I panic in moments. But then and then you're happy again. and then I'm fine. Yeah, we just have just to let look it at pass. my Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> We just have, there's Kim. not a single damn post about your puppy shitting everywhere, Kim. <laughs> okay, well, I'll accept that challenge Kim, and there will be. Kim's panic is like a wave that comes into the shore and I just dive under it and I'm like, oh, That's there true. goes the panic past me. I missed it. It missed me. I was me. like, if I just let it roll we me usually around. Just, oh, like, we usually however, just like count to like 10 and then we're like, okay, Yeah, she's back. I was like, if I had let the panic like get to me i would have just been rolled around like if i had just let the wave hit me in the face like over over and over. it was a bit of a wave pool there for a little bit yeah i was getting well there was a lot happening it's a lot was, of diving a lot of diving making me angry like but i will say <laughs> very happily that jess called me the other night which she never does unless something is horribly wrong and so <laughs> i answer and i'm like Oh my God. What's oh, I wrong? just realized what you said. Like she called you like, oh yeah, that's she really fucking weird. She called my phone and she herself was in a panic. Nice. So then I was like, well, I, was, I feel I did that. so normal right now. Was that right Saturday now. night? That was Friday night. Friday night. <laughs> panic <laughs> at the disco. But she, you know and how she. Like, oh, hey there, buddy. I will support you through this. Oh, I recognize I got you. this tone. It's panic. You're my friend. <laughs> I will I will dive under this wave for Let's you. Let's hold hands together. I'll get you right on out of that wave. I know how to, I know how to do this. But it's just funny because it's weird because I'm usually the one that has the panic yeah. and you're not. So I when you're panicking. I the other day that I was panicking and you called me on it. I, don't I feel like it was. it was more mania mm-hmm. than panic. 
<laughs> yeah, we all have been having some pretty hardcore you do have manic phases. episodes, as your eyeballs will say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I have to say, like, and I just my, have to be like, this is happening. This is happening. Jess, this you're is supposed happening. to be crying this is more. I'm going to go get beer now. <laughs> bye. Goodbye. Okay, you're, you're supposed to be crying more. But then I, and then I had to text you, hey, do not do A, B, and C. Yeah. Whatever you do, do not do this. But that's what not you, what you do with Jess, though. You can't tell her what not to do. Yeah, well, I'm going to go do that right now. But in my defense, I think my panic just comes in waves, like in transitions. Like if I'm going through transitional stuff, I panic and then, but then I'm fine. Yeah. You're just emotional. You don't panic. No, I, I'm too busy processing everything that's happening. All right. I really want to go get my kids off the bus. Okay, so well, let's wrap actually this where up. Our right, mom of the year. Go get them. So basically what we have to say is like we say in our tagline, birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Mm-hmm. A lot of shit. A lot of shit. And some giggles. Some giggles. <laughs> we do giggle a lot. Um, shiggles. Maybe a lot of shiggles. <laughs> but for our clients out there, like, even when you are, like, rolling around in the shit of birth, like, God, you're such badasses. Mm-hmm. And we are bitching for you, not because of you. Mm-hmm. Because, God, sometimes you just. For you, not because of you. That was a good one. Yes. What? Because sometimes you are just put through it. Actually, it's in your hair. And you do such a good job, and you just, like, show how strong human beings can be. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to get off of here now. The only other thing we have to say is cheers. Cheers.